Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Welcome into the Yards After College podcast powered by KSLSports.com. I'm your host, Kyle Ireland, and alongside me is my co-host, the one and only Sam Farnsworth. And uh, Sam, playoff football is here. Mm-hmm. Been here for a couple weeks. We have a week off now, which is kind of even more lame, in my opinion, <laughs> without an actual Pro Bowl. Like, the Pro Bowl sucked, but... You know, at least we at least we had a game that we could watch. Now we're watching like flag football and dodgeball, huh. and you know we can talk about that later. But uh, I feel like this week's like a little bit more of a bye week than it used to be, and uh, I'm yeah. ready for the Super Bowl. But at the same time, I'm not because then we're going to be without football for months exactly. on end. What no, do you exactly. what are your what are your feelings right now, Sam? Like, well, uh, do you well, have some emotion that you need to get out? <laughs> no, 100. percent The week the 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 dead week between the conference championship games and the Super Bowl is kind of a depressing week because you know that in two more weekends, football's over. And I was just having this conversation earlier with some of the guys here in the office about, you know, how the Pro Bowl used to be after the Super Bowl. It kind of was like an excuse to have one more like football party with your friends and get some food together and watch a game, you know, even though it was so meaningless and people just didn't care about football anymore after the Super Bowl, right? So I totally get them moving it the week before, but I mean, now I'm going down a rabbit hole on the Pro Bowl here and just how <laughs> how terrible of a professional sports all-star event it is. Um, but it is what it is. Anyway, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a bit of a downer knowing football is almost over, but also now the real excitement starts to ramp up with uh, – Super Bowl week, the entire week is an event beginning on the Sunday before all the way until the Sunday of the game. It's, it's a whole event. And uh, I don't know if you're a football junkie and NFL junkie, everything about it is great. Well, let's start there then. Let's, let's recap the, the championship games, championship Sunday 
and uh, then we can kind of go to present day what we're at with the uh, the Pro Bowl games and how exciting they are. Let's uh, let's talk about the NFC Championship game first, Sam, since that was the uh, the first game last Sunday. So you've got the 49ers who really just were a shell of themselves going up against the Eagles in Philadelphia. You've had uh, Fred Warner trying to get back to another Super Bowl after they lost to the Chiefs a few years ago. I actually thought that that was going to be be the the matchup here, Sam. After my my picks went away, uh, I did not do good on my picks as we discussed a couple of weeks ago. But I was like, you know, this is my postseason pick. I'm going to go with the 49ers and the Chiefs. And uh, the 49ers just had some bad quarterback luck. It was actually funny during the game. Steve Young, former BYU quarterback, uh, said that he was, you know, he tweeted out he was warming up in the parking lot <laughs> and. Uh, and just uh, a, a funny kind of jab at what the, the 49ers quarterback situation was because they were in dire straits there. But unfortunately for uh, Fred Warner and Mitch Wisnowski, uh the uh, the Eagles moved on. But pretty cool to see uh, Britton Covey and uh, Brian Johnson, their quarterback coach, former Utah quarterback. Uh, and then we've also got a couple other guys on the practice squad, Sua Peta and then uh, Noah Tagiai, a couple of uh, guys from – uh, high school, I believe Hunter for Noah and then uh, Weber State for Sua. So pretty cool to have a, a nice mix there that are still going from the NFC. But what do you think of that? I mean, Britton Covey, he's he's going out on top as a senior at Utah, and then he's going to the Super Bowl as a rookie season with the Eagles. Yeah, so uh, we, we mentioned a little bit on our on our Sunday program on KSL 5 TV called KSL Sports Live every Sunday night. We have um, uh, uh, you know, we, we do our locals in the NFL segments and stuff. And when you come down to the conference championship games, there's just not much left to, to highlight and showcase. There was a little bit there, but we really did just dove into the highlights of the games uh, as we went with Stevenson Sylvester, a former former NFL linebacker. And I looked at Sly afterwards and I was like, and how about this story from undrafted to going to the Super Bowl? That is yeah. the story of Britton Covey this season. What a cool moment to go not only from undrafted, but to the, the story of him shining in camp during the summer, kind of just wowing, it just just that energy. The energy he brings was what caught the attention, that not only of his teammates and coaches, but the fan base. The fan base latched onto it as well, and they were riding it. They, there's so much positivity coming out of camp about uh, Britton Covey. And the work ethic that we knew he had at the University of Utah that he showcased there, um, he continued to showcase there in Philadelphia, which eventually earned him that spot on the on the 53-man roster. And I, I say this all the time. I've said it on this podcast. I've, I've said it so many times that it doesn't matter if you get drafted or not. I mean, being drafted in the NFL will determine maybe a little bit of a longevity, some, a bit of a guarantee. There is more money involved depending on where you get drafted. But the only thing that matters is that you're given an opportunity, that you get an invite to a mini camp, that you get an invite to a tryout, that maybe they sign you to a training camp roster. That's all that matters. And Britton Covey's the latest example of that, or one of them, that if you get that opportunity, you go out there, you work your tail off, uh, and just make sure you don't get outworked by anyone else, then, then you know, if you don't make it – you're going to leave with zero regrets, right? But the thing is, is most of the time, the coaches notice that. And Britton Covey was noticed for that. I mean, that's an undersized kid. This is a kid that you look at and you're like, you're not an NFL player, but he's proving, <laughs> he's proving everyone wrong. And so yeah, what a story it's been. The cherry on top 
could you imagine if he just breaks one free at the Super Bowl? You know, we've been waiting all season for him to just break one loose on the punt return. Could you imagine of all places, you know, go back to Desmond Howard with the Packers, right? When, when he was looking in his rearview mirror by looking at the, the jumbotron to see if anyone was behind him on that long return. I mean, come on, Britain. That, that's, that's like the, the uh, fairy tale story, I guess, that I'm writing in my head that <laughs> would be amazing to see. But just overall, his whole season, what a success story it's been. And it's awesome to see him in the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, amazing. Like you said, just like constantly, just like, you know, whenever he's doubted, he rises above it, like gets cut, makes the roster again. They sign him on the practice squad, ends up getting elevated really on early in the season. Just super cool. Uh, to see and then like I mentioned before Brian Johnson their quarterbacks coach uh, you know he's one of those guys that has kind of in the last six months or so started getting some rumblings about you know potential head coaching gigs Uh, didn't get any interviews this year in this cycle not that the uh, the jobs were that exciting compared to a lot of years but uh, next year and the year after that I would I wouldn't be surprised to see him start getting into that realm of things and then you know, their offensive coordinator, uh, Shane Steichen, he's up for the Indianapolis Colts a job. He's got a second interview with them this weekend. And, uh, you know, I could see him, you know, potentially getting hired and then Brian Johnson getting elevated possibly to be the Eagles OC after the season. So uh, something to keep an eye on there as well. But on the other side, you've got the AFC championship game. You have the Bengals and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. A really, really fun football game compared to the NFC title game. And, uh, you know, a lot of controversy, you know, that I'm sure that you guys had a fun time, you know, doing a little storytelling there on Sunday's KSL Sports Live, Sam. But really cool again to see. I feel like, you know, there's a couple of teams as far as the local guys are concerned. You've got like the Saints who have a bunch of uh, local guys and then the Chiefs have a handful as well, led by Andy Reid and uh, everybody loves Andy Reid, right? Like, how do you not love Andy Reid? And uh, he got the monkey off his back getting that first ring a couple of years ago. And now he's back there again, third Super Bowl with the Chiefs. And then uh, he's going up against his former squad, the team that let him go uh, back yeah. what, a, dec- a decade ago. Yeah. And uh, he took them to the, the Super Bowl as well. So kind of just like full circle for Andy Reid, the Andrew Reid Bowl. And uh you have also got uh, Marcus Kemp. Uh, if you want to talk yeah. about him, that that would be that would be another cool story, like Britton Covey um, and his story. And then you've got uh, Matt Bushman, Zane Anderson, and uh, Porterella and Alex Whittingham, a couple of quality control coaches on that staff. So, uh, you know, really just a well-rounded Super Bowl as far as the local guys are concerned. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Andy Reid. The if it hasn't already begun, the conversation of Andy Reid amongst the all-time great NFL coaches needs to begin. This is his fourth appearance in a Super Bowl. He's won one. But not only that, here's the thing. He took two different teams in two different conferences to five conference championship games each, right? That, I mean, gosh, the guy is a winner. He's a proven winner. He's got a great opportunity to get another ring uh, this weekend. Uh, Man, what, what a coach he's had. What a career he is he's had uh, one of the unique stories or interesting stories that that I love about the Chiefs this year from a local's perspective is um, Marcus Kemp I mean right he, he, midway through the season he didn't have a job he was even hanging out here in Utah for a bit back here at a at late in high school for for one of our Friday night high school football games game night live um, 
And, uh, you know, the, the Chiefs bring him on to the practice squad. They elevate him just before the conference championship game. And you know, he didn't do a ton. He had a catch, though, 13-yard catch in the game. And uh, the, uh, was it a fumble that was ruled not a fumble or something like that? He, yeah. At the end of the game, he scooped it up. And we're like, oh, Marcus Kemp's going to score a touchdown. What's going on? You know, but um, e- either way, I mean, he's got a chance to get himself a ring now. Um, and that's, I mean, he's – He's he's had his moments in his NFL career, but to see that he's still uh, that a team still finds value in what he brings to the football field is pretty awesome, especially going in to the biggest game of the year. Yeah, I thought it was cool after the game in uh, Patrick Mahomes's press conference. He took a moment to like see, like he was asked about Marcus Kemp because they were down a number of starting wideouts in that game. And Marcus Kemp ended up making that reception, I believe it was in the fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken, but it definitely was in the second half uh, mm-hmm. for 13 yards. And the the media member who asked uh, Patrick Mahomes the question about, you know, being down all those guys, uh, he singled out Kemp in his response and was like, hey, Marcus Kemp is a guy who was here on scout team my first year here. Like I've had a rapport and, you know, a relationship with him for six seasons. So, like, Patrick Mahomes wasn't just thrown to some dude that, like, he's never met, you know, just got elevated off the practice squad, you know, a week ago or whatever. Like, Marcus Kemp has been in that building on three different stints with the the Chiefs. And so, uh, it was pretty cool. And Marcus, um, you know, to be able to get that catch, uh, Patrick Mahomes was, like, really happy for him. And so, you know, having, like, the face of the NFL kind of, like, speak praises to you about, like, you know, the the fact that you're going to the Super Bowl in part because of something you did in that game, I mean, pretty wild. And then, like you said, five months ago or whatever, like he's at le- late in high school watching some high school football <laughs> game. Uh, pretty wild. I mean, it's a, it's a really cool story. But so we've got 10 guys here from the locals um, that are uh, in Super Bowl. Uh, is it 50, 52? No, sorry, not 52, 57. Is that what it is? Active rosters, 53, right? Or what are you talking about? Sorry, what what number of Super Bowls is this? 57? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Super Bowl 57, yes. 57, yeah. I mean, seems like a while ago that it was Super Bowl 50, but not that long ago. But then I'm like, that was Peyton Manning. So, like, that was a long <laughs> right. time ago. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of crazy. It doesn't seem that long ago for me either. But yeah, Time flies. But uh, let's take a quick break, Sam, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the Pro Bowl and uh, give our thoughts Woo. on that. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the KSL Sports Podcast, where we talk about football, the Yards After College podcast. And uh, Sam, let's talk a little Pro Bowl now, because we've got a couple of guys that that took part in, I mean, it's not the Pro Bowl anymore. (laughs) It's this sham of an event that was already a lackluster kind of a thing. It's like the NBA All-Star Game that just got announced all the the players, and you're like, it's cool to be an all-star. It's cool to be a Pro Bowl player, but, like, do you want to be a part of the event? Like, obviously, you want to be, like, in the Super Bowl, so you, like, can't be a part of it. But you're also kind of mm-hmm. like, 
if I don't have an injury, like I got to go to this thing. Like I got to go play dodgeball and flag football now. But for Tyler Huntley, pretty cool. I mean, like let's talk. Let's yeah. start about Tyler Huntley, and then we'll talk about Fred Warner as well. But uh, former Utah quarterback throws two touchdown passes, and he's an alternate, and he gets selected because Josh <laughs> Allen's hurt. Like, like when that when that story came out, you know, a month ago or whatever, that he was an alternate, I was like, man, wouldn't that be wild? Because like Lamar Jackson's hurt, and he's an alternate too, and like so he's like the fourth guy in line, but. Everything lined up, and Tyler Huntley was in Las Vegas today. We're recording on Thursday, February 2nd, and he was out there throwing footballs. Sam, what do you think of it? So, oh, my goodness. Nothing against Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley, I think, has a fairly bright future in the NFL. He still has a lot to prove, a lot he can show, and I think the opportunities are going to be given him to do that. It's up to him to take take control those reins and, and guide his NFL future uh, in that direction. Having said that, uh, look, you started it off by talking about how the Pro Bowl has gone. I, I, I was talking to, you know, Mike, uh, one of our producers here, he's in his 20s, all right? So I got 20 years on him. And when I watched the Pro Bowl in, in, the, in the later 80s and into the 90s, I remember that still being a kind of a serious competition. The best players were there. The best players were all there. Super Bowl was over. So all the great players were showing. And it was in Hawaii. Like, I wish it was, like, still, like, I mean, obviously, like, Aloha Stadium is in shambles. But, like, like having it be in kind of, like, a destination spot, like, was was cool. Like, everybody likes Hawaii. Let's have them go out to the island. You know, it, like, it had a little bit more to it in that that aspect as well. So, but here's the thing, like, it just never rated well with television, right? It, the NFL was trying to do things to get more fan interest because people's interest in football after the Super Bowl just significantly took a dip, right? And so, but with that, players' interest in participating in the game too, especially if they have just little bumps and bruises, they had just finished a grueling, grinding NFL season. They did not want to go all the way to Hawaii, even if it was a vacation. They didn't want to do that. They wanted to be done with the season. They wanted to pack up their locker room. They wanted to go home, do whatever they had planned with their family, vacations, whatever, and, and just take their break from football. They didn't want to extend it another week. Um, and then you saw them move the Pro Bowl to the week before the Super Bowl to try to gain a little more interest uh, in it. Well, more and more players drop. And that's where we're at now, where players just drop like flies. Uh, Tyler Huntley gets put in. Is he a Pro Bowl player? Let's be honest. Tyler Huntley's not a Pro Bowl player, but that's where they got to on their list of players, and he is in. So now he will always be known as a Pro Bowl quarterback. Here's the thing. Um, That's a pretty cool thing on your resume. I'll say that much. I don't think it carries the same weight as it did in the 80s and 90s and before that, right? If you were a 10-time Pro Bowler and your career went from 85 to 95 or 80, you know, three to 98 or whatever, um, I think that's different. I, what by far outweighs Pro Bowl next to your name is All Pro. All Pro is what we need to be looking at when you're talking about the all-time greats. Yeah. It's not Pro Bowls anymore. Uh, having said that, I keep saying that term, which I know uh, Scott Gerard loves, having said that. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying that it, this game is really meaningless. It's kind of become not that fun to watch. And I know they're trying to put all the fun like dodgeball and water balloon tosses and all these other little things in. 
Gosh, well, I that's just, that's how you tell what a good football player is, right? Like, you're good <laughs> at a water balloon toss. Like, you're, you're clearly an elite athlete and football player. I just have a hard time. I mean, I think Major League Baseball has the best all-star game. And this is why. Because, and I know this isn't a baseball podcast, but this is why. It's in the middle of the season. So you got that with baseball and, and with basketball, you know, and, and hockey for that matter. They break in the season so that you still have some of the best players competing in it. Uh, but with baseball, you still, it's still, you still have that one-on-one battle, right? The pitcher wants to do well. The hitter wants to do well. It, it resembles a real game more than any other sport. But I it think. also has ramifications on the postseason. And so because of that, it has that, like, yeah. you know, important imp- importance to it. Whereas, like, hey, whatever, our season's done. Super Bowl was last week or, you know, it's next week. And we're not playing in it. So, like, it's always had this, like, well, what are we even here for kind of right. a thing. I mean, the NBA All-Star Game, it's it's a show for three quarters, and then they start to care. And, you know, hey, it's an entertaining All-Star Game, but when it's 180 to 180 or whatever the heck the scores are nowadays, it's a little little bit of a joke. So, yeah, uh, I, I'll be interested to see flag football. Yay. You know, I'll be interested to see how that goes uh, yeah. for NFL hey, this week. I'm excited because we've got Fred Warner. He's going to be out there. He's going to be pulling those flags. You know it. Like, it's going to be impressive. We're going to be like, how many of those can you, like, what is that? Like, not not total tackles, but total flags right. pulled. Is that going to be flags. the stat on the box score? Right. Yeah. Right. But I, I just looked you, it up, Sam. We've got Tyler Could Holmes. you imagine? I'm sorry. Could you imagine, like, in the dodgeball game, one of these players blowing their knee or something like that? I'm oh, just that'd saying. That would be terrible. Like, I know. I, just hey, I watched like, it tonight. Saquon Barkley ended up winning because he got pelted in the face. It's an illegal <laughs> hit. Demario Davis just whacked him right in the face with the ball. Demario thought it was over. He was like, I won. Saquon's like, hey, I need a review. <laughs> so they reviewed the play and they overturned it. And they, like the uh-huh. the uh, uh, Giants running back ended up getting the win for his team. Kind of crazy. But no, I was just going to say, Sam, I looked at Tyler Huntley's Wikipedia page. Scott, first team all Pac-12, Pro Bowl 2022. You're never taking that away from him. It's it's never going away. It's on his Wikipedia. That's all you know. Even if he finishes his career with 6,000 career passing yards. <laughs> or wherever well, he's at. I don't even know where he's at. But uh, We talked about Fred Warner. Uh, he's also, like you mentioned, that uh, all-pro being an important uh, distinction there. He's an all-pro this season for the second yes. time, but but he's also at the Pro Bowl. So uh, if you want to watch Fred, he's going to be on Sunday afternoon. I believe it's at 1 o'clock is when the uh, Sunday festivities start, and uh, that'll be on ESPN. So I'm not sure if Tyler Huntley is going to be doing anything on Sunday, but uh, as far as the rosters were for the flag football, I didn't see his name, but I saw Fred Warner is, non, uh, is, is on there for the NFC. So if you're interested in uh, watching a little flag football, Sunday, uh, the 5th, I believe it is. You can watch Fred Warner. So, Sam, let's uh, let's try and enjoy this week off. And uh, right. we're, we're, we're just going to we're gonna have to savor all of next week, all the festivities of the Super Bowl. And you've covered the Super Bowl, Sam. And uh, can you just, like, real quick before we wrap this thing up, like, talk about what that's like, like covering a Super Bowl week, like all the events that are leading up to, like, the biggest game that most of these guys have ever played in and how they kind of keep focused throughout all the media obligations and things they have to go through. 
So that's where it's kind of nice to have the the quote unquote bye week before the Super Bowl. It's not really a bye week. That's when they're putting in their work. That's when they're putting in their game plan and all that stuff, right? That's where the real practices are happening right now, this week. Because once they arrive in Arizona, it's in Arizona, right, this year? Once they arrive in Arizona on Sunday, they and at this point, there's no surprises. We know what the deal is. You know, Super Bowl 57, it's been this way for you know many years, especially the last 20 to 30 years, where it's a lot more of a show the whole week leading up to the game. The players, the coaches, they understand that. They know that. So when you ask about how do they stay focused on the game, well, they know what they're going into that week. They know that there's going to uh, – they're, they're given time to go out and do things with their family. You know, they still have practices. They are, they are light practices, but they have them. They have media responsibilities all week long, unlike any other media responsibilities that they have during a regular season. Um and they just know that that's the deal. And it's not until like Friday when they all kind of lock it back in again. They all go back to team hotels and everything. And just, all right, now we're focused. Saturday's a day off from everything. Uh, and, and then the game time on Sunday. So it it is a week unlike any other for the players, for media covering the game. But it leads to the greatest sporting event in the world, single sporting event in the world, which is the Super Bowl. Well, Sam, uh, I'll hold off on this week. Let's let's we'll do our predictions next week. We're not going to okay. have a lot to talk about, so let's uh let's go predictions before the Super Bowl. I'm going to give you a few days to think about it. You sleep on it over the weekend. Get another Sunday KSL Sports Live <laughs> under your belt, and then we'll uh, we'll pick between the Eagles and the Chiefs next week. But uh, do you have anything you want to plug on KSL KSL Sports Live for the uh, the upcoming weekend? Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, the the weekend before the Super Bowl is one where you got to kind of find that content. But we have found a lot of it. We've got, uh, I'll, I'll, from a football standpoint, we've got some of those, uh, you know, like the East-West Shrine game uh, with uh, Tavion Thomas and Mo Diabate from the University of Utah participating in that. Uh, Sly will come in. He'll break down these Super Bowl matchups with us as well on KSL Sports Live on Sunday. So we'll start looking ahead. We'll start breaking down the matchups and. Maybe we'll even have some predictions on the show this Sunday as well. You better we'll not see. give yours. Yeah, you I can't will... give yours away early. Come on now. Maybe you I have give it away much. on TV instead of the podcast. <laughs> oh, that uh, play both sides. You're like, I'm going to pick Eagles <laughs> on TV. I'm going to pick Chiefs on the pod. I see how uh, it is. If I, I, I will try to refrain from uh, unless they put me on the spot, I'll refrain. All right. Well, I'm going to be watching at 10 o'clock on Sunday night. I'm going to hear your prediction. I'll be like, there it is. There's where his priorities are. <laughs> TV anchor. My heavens. <laughs> That's Sam Farnsworth. You can follow him on Twitter at Samsworth underscore KSL on Instagram at Samsworth underscore TV. And uh, I believe I saw a little TikTok action as well, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, so you know, I, I don't know if you. But I don't know if Sam's really going to start doing dances on the KSL Sports TikTok, but I saw something. So if you're interested, yeah. you know, go check it KSL. out on your uh, your TikTok. Yeah. KSL Sports, if they if they want, yeah. TikTok. I'm not anti. Look, I'll you're just... here to give the people what they want, Sam. That's what you're yeah. here for. Yeah, there we are. <laughs> well, until next week, you can follow me on Twitter at Kyle Ireland. 
on Instagram at Kyle Ireland KSL. And uh, be sure to follow all things KSL Sports on the KSL Sports app and kslsports.com. Till next week, this has been the Yards After College podcast. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.